0: He's got it! Have won the World Cup by the of margins!
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Ishan Shastri podcast. My name is Cameron and I am joined once again by the Prince of Jaipur. It's my good friend Ash. How are we Ash? Hey mate, not
0: doing, not too bad. Thank you so much for asking. I've been alright, been rather busy time for both of us apparently.
1: Yes, it's been a busy summer, Um, we're sorry it's been so infrequent these episodes uh, in recent weeks, Um, so this is kind of just a really short one uh, to just say we're still here, we're still going, um, and we'll discuss later a bit more our plans going forward. Um, Let's kick off, we're recording this just after England's trouncing at the hands of South Africa, I think it was in 170 overs the whole match. Absolutely embarrassing. I know if Jesse was on here, he'd be defending Baz to the hilt. I am not happy with it, Ash. Um, I said it on previous podcasts. It it does all seem great, but it was all off the back of Root and Bairstow brilliance. Look what happens when those two just have a off-peak game. We are shocking. Ash, what do you think about it?
0: Well, we saw that in the IPL. We saw that in the Caribbean Premier League. We saw that during the 15 World Cup, that uh, baseball, no matter how attractive or, or flamboyant it may look, it's uh, not something which is sustainable. You are always gonna be chasing a game where there's gonna be so much of chaos It's going to be there and uh, when things don't work out it's going to make you look rather ugly and that's what happened to England like they got uh, found out by a bowling attack which was on Song and I just cannot understand why the New Zealanders didn't bowl that that delivery to Store, like that's the one if you bowl it to him he'll always get out he'll always get out he won't move his feet and it'll just go through his gate.
1: Sorry, there's a big difference between the South African and New Zealand yeah. uh, attack, though, isn't there? And that the big difference is pace. You're totally right. New Zealanders should have bowled a lot more in that channel yes. f- straight at best, though. But the one that got him was like 93 miles an hour. I think I saw some site that was the quickest uh, wicket that England have like bowled to in you know a million years. Um, yeah. This they've dubbed uh, this South African uh, pace attack the fearsome foursome. Um, and it is—it's mighty impressive, actually. It got me thinking a bit of uh, Australia vibes. You know where it's just like you've seen off one, you've seen off a Rabada, and in comes uh Norkir. I like the fact Marco Jansen. We all like a bit of Marco Jansen. Left arm, tall, swings the ball as well. Got decent pace. Um, it—it's not the team. You just go hell for leverage. Amazingly, Dean Elgar, who I love. Was right when he said, "I look forward to them pl- doing this baseball against our seam attack." None of us really took it seriously, and then uh, look what's happened to us.
0: Well, I think England had it coming. Like they just got away with so much uh, of wild swinging. Like uh, first of all, New Zealand missed a major trick by not playing Neil Wagner in all of those games. Yeah. But whatever overs he has left in him, I think he should have. Uh, use those overs to be playing uh, and bouncing people like Baerster and yeah, all yeah. out. Having said having said that, this bowling attack of South Africa is mighty impressive. And this guy, Marco Jansen, I think when he first came around, I thought like, are they like out of their mind picking this uh, tall, skinny, medium pacer who just doesn't really do much, frankly? But then uh, he kind of proved me wrong. Game after game and I think now he's become quite a dependable player with what he can offer with 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 the ball in hand and with the bat as well. Mm. Um, let's not forget that he can bat a bit as well and him and Maharaj they tend to fill up that number yeah, seven role very the... important, very important partnership. Because because uh, we fail to discuss the significance of their success in the uh, in the white ball series that they had. They had most of the youngsters playing. Their so-called future sensation, Deval Brevis, hasn't even made it through the squad yet, but they made it look uh, as if it was a cakewalk. Mm. Uh,
1: I think it's exciting times for South Africa. South Africa, do you know what they give me? They give me Gujarat Titan vibes. Um, you look at that team, and you think, okay, decent bowling attack but that bowl, that batting lineup you should be bowling for 180 each time there's no one in there elgar scares me in that kind of i saw was it mel jones on commentary said like a paper cut he's painful but he'll be slow and like that like um long trickle of of bleeding rather than uh say i was thinking back to previous south african batting lineups smith peterson amla um De Villiers, Faf, uh, they were absolutely... Oh, Callis, stacked full of batting. Whereas now, I'd say it's Elgar and maybe... Mark Boucher. Mark Boucher, Mark, absolutely. Mark, Mark absolutely. Boucher. And uh, now it's what?
0: Sean Pollock, Sean Pollock, the batsman.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it's just Elgar for me. Elgar and maybe Rasty van der Dusen, who's n- not yet to score mm-hmm. a ton. Um, but they seem to find a way, and it just proves how important a good bowling attack is. Um, and England is very samey. Uh, mm. I know it looked good in the previous few games, but I love Anderson, I love Broad, but Massey Potts as well, it's all very similar, right arm seam. Um, mm. I've had a lot of discussions this week with Jesse, who is in love with the bowling lineup, which I'm not. I think there's a big issue we've got. We'll get onto the openers, or one in particular, a bit later on, but seeing as we are basically... 2 for 25 every single innings, relying so heavily on Root and Bairstow at 4 and 5.
0: Without a doubt, yeah.
1: You've got Stokes playing... I, You know what? It's starting to piss me off a little bit. Because he's a proper batsman. And I am all for the way Bearstows plays in recent times, which has been counter-attacking but sensible, hard cricket shots. But Stokes has seemed to think... Stokes is playing more aggressive than I've seen him play in most 2020 games. I do not understand I uh, like every single innings, no matter what situation he's playing this brand of cricket, which is frustrating me. I'll be honest with you. I do love Ben Folks. He's a brilliant looking man and is the best gloveman in the world, in my opinion. I don't think he's a consistent number seven when you've got the tail starting at eight. And that's my other issue, is how long our tail is. Yeah. Think back to those amazing games we had at the, uh, earlier in the summer. It wouldn't have happened, one of them at least, if Jamie Overton wasn't playing, who could hold a bat at eight doing that Chris Wokes role. We would have lost that game, that incredible partnership Mm. with uh, Johnny Bairstow. We cannot just simply rely on Bairstow and Root in the middle order and expect for them to win us every single game. I'm severely worried by our openers. Let's get there now. Alex Lees seems to somehow be the more secure one when I think his top score is still 60 um, but let's probably not even have to discuss him because there's not enough openers to replace both of them. Cruelly, there's a lot of chat over here. I wonder what it's like uh, in India that it's just it's time to like not just put him out of his misery, but it's now I think uh, Mark Butcher said it's cruel to keep him in now. Um, and I have to say I do somewhat agree with him. I think
0: in 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 one of our earlier episodes, you mentioned that while we were picking the squads for the New Zealand and the India series, you pointed out that he's going to probably survive the India test, but then he may not uh, uh, see the sunlight when uh, it comes to South Mm. Africa. But as it turned out, like no one else uh, seemed to have played any uh, red ball cricket to put their name uh, in the hat uh, for that position. Well, yeah. And, Sadly, though, no one no one seems to be willing to do that job as well.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Like, uh, and at, at this point, if a middle order batsman yes. puts his hand up and says that, yeah, fair enough, I, I'm i going to give it a go. Like, he would simply just moonwalk into this side. Uh, now,
1: this is where I'm at too, Ash. I'm glad you, you put us onto that. There is no opener in this country that, one, yeah. has... The backing of runs, maybe Ben Compton, but he's not really proven. Uh and or any Red Bull mm-hmm. form, because there has been no Red Bull cricket with the hundred being on, uh, to simply walk in as a as a how do I say it's as a like a a renowned opener. So for me, we have to look at the middle order batsman because there are middle order batsmen putting their hand up. You've got the likes of Ben Duckett um, well, for me there's only one and he deserves a chance and it's Harry Brook. I'm not sure if that means Harry Brook yeah, seems he, seems super weak okay. At least he's got confidence at the moment because that cause that's what just seems to be lacking with Crawley. Yep. <laughs> no confidence whatsoever. I don't know if that means Brook <laughs> opens but I for me Brook comes into the into this 11. He was fielding this week as 12th man. So he you know, he's been around the squad. I think it's time to get Brook in. Let's just say at the top of the order, um, put Crawley out of his misery, uh, and the next thing, like I, I alluded to before, is that bowling attack. It's a bit samey, and we need someone at eight that can hold a bat. In my opinion, do you agree with that, Ash?
0: Ah, uh, uh, definitely. See, seem to forget. We seem to forget that how horrible this team has been with the bad that we don't necessarily point out uh, the batting's the the lack of uh, kind of low order tail wagging a few runs and doing some stuff here and there like look at south africa like their tail got about well, like exactly. 120
1: and you look at nearly every tail india's Probably, tail yeah. has improved a lot over the recent years australia's tails renowned yes oh, it, for that for getting 150 more um england's mm-hmm. i can't remember, maybe since Graham Swan at eight broad nine that's about we've never been never been that good at it, and really now in recent years we are we do get blown away uh by quality seam attack I'd say what they can add 40 fifty if that from eight downwards at the, yep. so, and that yep. just isn't good enough because in every team nowadays look at Heinrich Nokia today he's got no more talent than Probably pots or leech. But he dug in and got twenty plus. Yeah. Admittedly, it's this and another frustrating thing is how we seem to as soon as the tail comes in, they go back of a length and put the field out. Which is remarkable, seeing as they aren't quick. Which is an issue as well. They're all like low eighties anyway. So yeah. <laughs> so and, and then and inevitably they do get the tail out. And then you hear Ben Stokes say... You know, we had a plan, kept to it. We're happy with it, but they've conceded eighty odd runs. The wickets that Broad got the last two wickets were both pitched up deliveries caught in slips. It's ridiculous. Caught in slips. Really, yep. Yeah. Really well, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappoint disappointed in the fact that uh, people think that if you are a tailender, you just have to whack it around and just try and get some quick runs and uh, just yeah. get done with it. Like uh, I remember, like in the middle of last decade when uh, I used to have a saying that uh, India's uh, uh, lower order in the overseas tours used to score 10 runs collectively and then whoever bats around them could get maybe 10-20 more so once you get India 6 down mm. it's going to be 20-30 more runs and India would be bundled out yeah. now things seems to have changed with the, li- the likes of Ashwin, Taco, Jadeja, even Bumraf, oh, exactly, that matter. Coming, coming in and just just whacking in a few. Now, batting, I feel like it's all about the sort of load-bearing strength you seem to have in your spine and in your balls. you got to be quite cutsy about the way you go about things. You can't just keep uh, just uh, uh, just giving it up, basically. Like you just uh, throw in the towel and then you just kind of you just uh, don't wanna grit it out. Like you don't uh, get to play a, your basketball thing every single day. You have to have a bit of uh, a bit of flexibility in your game plan and uh, you should be ready to grit it out. Like Dean Elgar, people say that he looks ugly no. and he doesn't look settled at all. Dean Elgar. I think that's in the we world had- in
1: my opinion. Hmm. I said it when uh, South Africa played India at the beginning of the year. For me, Dean Elgar is the best opener in the world. Big call. He,
0: he, he takes, takes one in his ribs, he gets squared up, he gets beaten up, he edges it to slips, edges it through gully, but then he doesn't throw his wicket away. You have to, have to bowl a good one to just uh, get rid of him, which kind of shows what uh, the grit and determination is all about failing that get him now, to get himself if, if, out. If 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 we compare it Yeah. So just by failing to get himself out, he gets all the runs. He scores in test cricket. And I think he averages rather he his average is rather decent. I don't exactly remember how much it would be. But I think he should be in the late thirties, early forties. Who's 40s. that Elgar, sorry? you I think Elgar, it's mid
1: forties. Yeah. But that might need to be checked to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing that right now. Oh,
1: ah, good. Our statistician, Antriman Shastri.
0: I think he's kind of midway. He overall averages like thirty nine. I was saying, yeah, I was right. That is thirty nine point six zero, with the with uh, almost five thousand test runs. Okay,
1: a question because I have just dropped that one out of nowhere. What would be, if you could choose your dream opening pair in Test Cricket right now, on form now, who would it be? Mm -hmm. I'll give you literally 20 seconds.
0: I would have Dinalga for sure. Okay, me
1: too. So, ding, ding.
0: Yeah. My second choice, I would say... Um, has to be a tough call, but I think I would go with uh, the Kar- Karunaratne.
1: See, uh, we're just such great minds because I thought I was going to shout that one out, and you were going to go, That's an amazing shout. Um, mm-hmm. for me, and because he's another on that only averages late 30s, but in recent years has shown his worth. Uh, I, I think on, on form, Kawaja gets a shout. Uh, and well, you shouldn't forget Tom Latham, because he's a quality performer. Um, Latham, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a good show, yeah. And the other one, but I just, I simply cannot watch him in those bloody glasses, is Craig Brathwaite. Um, Craig. But I would go, for me, Dean Elgar, Karuna Ratner. Lovely jubbly. Um, yes, that was just an interesting yeah. little, little, uh off the cuff. But, um,
0: well, with with Quaja, I think I have one reservation that Aussies they don't play much cricket after January and February. So, like six months down the line, they haven't seemed to have played much Test cricket anyway. Well,
1: that is a real issue in Australia. So isn't
0: it? I w- yeah. But I think they are coming to India this summer, so he's going to have a big Test ahead of him.
1: That'll be a really good series. That's one to look forward to. Um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it yeah it does seem to f- a little bit Do you, does India or the Indian public what series do they look forward to more going to England or to Australia what is more hyped
0: I think uh, if uh, we are to talk from viewership's point of view the series against England gets more viewership because of favourable timing Right. The game start at half past three in the afternoon. So that is kind of like the yeah, the yeah. most perfect time in the world for anyone to watch cricket. Fair enough. So it starts half past three. You can just come back home in the evening and see the final session. That's what I do most of the days anyway. Mm. But with uh, when it comes to the firepower, I think the Australia series takes it away. Since that historic 2001 series, uh, it has always been India versus Australia. And since we don't play Pakistan, that uh, there has to be something just as big.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I I know there's lots of reasons that would be very interesting to get into, but just from a neutral, a neutral standpoint, Neut-
0: neutral, yeah.
1: I would love to see a Pakistan-India series. How immense would that be?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: That's I, I be think super, we deserve
0: like, it. I hope that they, we deserve one, yeah. And we don't deserve, like, a one-off World Test Championship game or, like, a, no, no. a one-off Asia Cup or World Cup game or something. We deserve, like, a full-fledged 3 tests, test. Three-tests, yeah. Five-Oriah, three-T20 sort of
1: a thing. it amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Actually, Imam Mohat uh, we'll, uh, we'll, could we be... We would soon uh, realise well that, that, though, that yeah. As a, as a test opener. Um, but anyway, we... I think he he that. hasn't done that, um, that much yet, yeah. yeah. I just think he's he's improving consistently at a really ex, uh quick rate. Um let's get back to England. Yeah. And let's get back to the bowling attack. Why? 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 <laughs> because I need answers, Yeah, Ash. Let's do it. I need to I need to work out <laughs> how this team improves uh oh. in time for the next match. I think we need something different. Someone who could hold the bat, perhaps. Um, The 100 is being shown at the moment, and we said before we started recording that you haven't watched any of it, or in India it's just not really shown. But there are some exciting young bowlers coming out of the 100 with pace, which is surprising. Um, I don't really know if any of them get into the England Test team, obviously, but it does show there are them out there, and hopefully in time they will develop. I'd like us to have a left armour in that attack. I really would. Yeah. Um. And a name that I I haven't seen touted anywhere is Luke Wood. Gets the balls moving a little bit. Yes.
0: I think he's a good shout, and he he's kind of in that Marco Jensen mould. Yes. I think he bowls a bit like that. He's a tall guy, if I remember him correctly.
1: He's not. Not no, very tall, not, like not as Pally tall as him.
0: Yet. As tall. Not a,
1: yeah. He yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. a skyscraper.
0: But I think he's still six six he's six two still. Well, he tall probably. enough. Yeah.
1: He's tall enough, quick enough, moves the ball, yeah. and I think he can at least just hold the bat. Yeah. And he's a point of difference. For me, I'd be making a change mm-hmm. like that for potts. That would be my shout. Mm.
0: Because I think most of the other bowlers that England uh, seem to have tried they are either injured or they are just not as good as they used to be which happens with most of the players mm. so like you look at uh, the the Ollie Stones and the Ollie Robinsons and the uh, mm. Mark Woods they just seem to just I want to uh, see Ollie
1: Robinson back in the team as well
0: they just seem to just like slide down the ladder and then they don't seem to mm put any real efforts in to get back into it somewhat they seem to kind of relish their one or two game international status status and then, then just carry on with it Look. because what england had once upon a time was uh Arch, archer mm. somebody who could have uh, done wonders and i think now i don't see him making like a full all format comeback in any capacity no he's I just don't. gonna be like a part-time t20 freelancer who may or may not play for england and he would do a west indies like that that comes with his caribbean jeans jeans perhaps he's going to do a west indies to england and then he's only going to pick and choose when he plays and when he doesn't mm. Look, because they know how good he is contra- Mumbai indians have Mo- mumma indians have bought him and i have heard rumors that uh, Mumbai has bought two teams in two different leagues and they want to hire Yafra for a year round contract and he'll just go around keep playing for those teams
1: really nothing would surprise yep. me to be honest nothing would surprise me and i i do fear we're heading uh heading quite quickly towards such scenarios where we're not going to see the likes of butler in an england shirt for large swaths of the year if he doesn't play test cricket I do think the white ball players will just be like Liam Livingston will not be seen in England for quite a while. Um, while he goes, applies his trades and all these other huge uh, T20 tournaments that are popping up around the world. Um, but yes, last point on the England Test team. bit controversial, but for this next game, I really do think they need a shake-up. I don't think it will happen. I would drop one of Anderson or Broad just for a rest. I'd bring Ollie Robinson back in, bring Luke Wood in for Potts, that my, and Brook in for Crawley. Those are my shouts. Uh, hopefully someone from ECB listens. Um, let's just finish up quickly on the 100. I was really interested to hear that you said that in, in India, people would rather see the Blast than the 100. Why on earth is that? I'm getting right into the 100 this well, year. I'm fr- enjoying it.
0: Well, frankly speaking, like uh, we used to get blast on regular TV for quite some time like I remember once when I was uh, when I was home for some holidays and there was some Ken game going on and I could show them some some people I think I found somebody from a team back then like they were on the ground and I showed them I think it was I don't know whether it was Tom Storer or uh, who could have been not Tom Storer. Um, her clothes or tom Stora, one of those two guys they were there in the ground the ground so right. i could show them that uh, it, it's happening in canterbury and uh, that's where that's i've been to that place like i have had that connect and uh, i used to follow that uh, finals day like quite uh, religiously every single year even before uh, going to dubai for, for that matter so that was there, and then uh, suddenly this blast thing comes on, and uh, they put it on a on an OTT the OTT thing called Fan Code. So it they um, stream it live over there, and I happen to watch a few games, a few highlights. Not gonna lie, but then I don't get that urge to like actually spend some time and follow the games. So I at times just look at some scorecards and then just see if somebody did something something great. I think Will Smith scored 100 a few week, a few days, a few weeks ago. And I saw his, his innings and uh, Phil Salt is doing rather okay. Mm. But I think collectively people here, they relate more to the county teams and like they are more familiar with them. Yeah the the Sussex Sharks and uh, the Gloucestershire Gladiators Somerset Sabres although their names seem to have changed over time but then those um North Hands Outlaws and uh is it because uh, you've got all Foxes these Indians
1: and- playing in that awful royal london 50 Cup at the moment it's been amazing like you've got this big shiny it has, uh, it tournament has going on with obviously no Indian players in it. And then you've got Kent rolling up mm. with half of their B team and Navdeep Sadie in it. You've got Umesh Shadav playing for Middlesex and obviously Pajara doing brilliantly well yeah. uh, down in Sussex. It is, it is it's rather odd um, how you've got these yeah. Indian players playing in that competition. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I am enjoying the 100. I know that's going to be quite uh, polarizing to people out there. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm sold on the, on, um, the actual rules of the game, but I like colors. I like, I think the IPL has corrupted me. I like glitz and glamour now. Um, roll on the South Africa T20 comp, roll on the UAE, give me more of this, this stuff, uh, different combinations of teams. I do like it. I do like it. Um, yeah, but like, I think
0: let's uh, just uh, cover this part up that, uh, Although cricket is trying too hard to, like, go the the club football way and then just have different franchisee for every... A franchisee-based league, rather, for every country. I think in cricket, it may not actually be successful because no matter what league you create, uh, the superstars remain the same. So you are going to have your Andre Russells and your Livingstones and your Rashid Khans and your Yofras and Maxwells and your... Uh, hasarangas and um, the similar tribe, your FAFs and your DJ Bravo. You would need all those five, six, seven names in every single league you play. Like we mm. don't have that system where you can have different set of stars in different leagues who don't uh, don't crisscross and they they don't just.
1: Do you know the big problem with that? The BCCI. The Give us the Indian stars. Give us more of the Pakistani stars. Let's mix it all up. Then we're talking. Then you wouldn't just have those, like, well, seven uh, names.
0: Well, people criticize VCCI, but I think PCB is not that uh, great either. Well, that's what they I'm saying. They allow people, like, one tournament a year.
1: Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Open it all up and then have, like you say, because it is the same names that travel around. But if you added uh, some... like, Because I'm not even saying, which would be lovely, the biggest Indian stars your Rohit Sharma's your Rahul's and the like your Donies but even that like well india b sides that they send around imagine Sanju sampson in this kind of a tournament he'd light it up i want to see that i think boo i think, think a yeah, uh, a practical
0: solution for that could be like the players who are not centrally contracted by bcci should be mm. allowed to like uh, Allow like one tournament a year at least. Yeah, yeah. Start off That's with that and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. All right, now that because we've, uh, their stand uh, has no no, yeah. Their stand has been that uh, that any player who's who has not retired is not allowed to play any overseas leagues. Yeah, like the uh, Chennai owners bought a team in uh, the South African league, the team from Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. they had Faf as, the, as the skipper and uh, Fleming as the coach. They wanted MSD as their mentor, but they didn't even allow that.
1: I know. Mad. Yeah. Mad. Um. I think we should mention quickly before we go, the biggest news since we've been away, um, and like a moment of silence, which is the end of the relationship between Darren Stevens and Kent County Cricket Club. Um, Yes, uh, tragic news. He will be forever known as the GOAT. He finishes his, I think, 17-year stay at Kent. He's not retiring. He is looking for cricket. If there's a county out there, you'll be getting one of the finest players of the generation. Um, But yes, just a word, Ash, on what Darren Stevens means to you. Well, for me, he means Kent Cricket. He is Mr. Kent.
0: He has done so much at Kent. And uh, I think every single year that I was there, there were talks of him maybe retiring this year, maybe kind of going in for another year. And I think uh, during my time there, he kept getting fitter and fitter. Yeah. I didn't see any, any flaws in his games. He could still whack it around. He got like a big one, a daddy hundred every single season. I think more than once uh, every year. He bowled Dibley Dobblers, I agree. But then with that, he gave you 30, 40, 50 wickets a season as a guarantee, more or less. In during his good days, he even got to 80 or 90. He won the PCA Player of the Year a few years ago. and. England should have brought him on for at least a series just to show some respect to the sort yeah. of legend he was. Because Shocking another legend that Nicole I would out. like to mention, I think I just cannot believe, like, people like those uh, John Lewis and all those crap Dibley Dobblers, they got their chance, but not him. Mm. So I'm always going to be like, I'm always going to blame ECB for not uh, picking a quality cricketer. Fair enough. Because he would have made that side on his bowling or uh, with his batting itself. He was uh, a, a quality talent. Another player they missed out on was uh, James Hildreth. Yeah, recently Sadly, he, too well. at, he too announces he retirement as well.
1: And a great looking. So man. I hope
0: like we don't get to. See great looking man, better looking batsman. And a man who just did the who just kept doing the job for his county team, year after year after year. Mm. And Absolutely. I think even now there doesn't seem to be any issues with his form as such. Like he's he has had some patches, of course, every player has it. But then he still seemed to be doing that job rather rather well. Yep. Yep. Mm. But uh... I think we we don't. Uh,
1: produce that kind of quality cricketers, quality cricketers anymore. No. Um, which is sad to see. Sad sad time for the county game, seeing those two legends go. Um, talking about two legends going, uh, we are going to have to say goodbye. But just before we do, uh, one, I realise it's a much shorter episode. We just wanted to quickly, uh, you know, tell people we're still still around. And we wanted to let you guys know that this will be the last episode for a few weeks maybe three or four weeks because again I'm going away um, very busy but after I'm back mid-September onwards the plan really is to step up our game and by that you're going to be getting weekly episodes uh, and potentially some exciting guests uh, so look out for that um, we shall be back with a vengeance for the autumn for um, finding out these new teams across the world that Mumbai are going to be buying up all of them. Um, it's going to be exciting times. But yes, this is just a quick episode to let you know we're still here, but look out for us in the autumn. Uh, Ash, any final words?
0: Well, you seem to have forgotten our ashes bowl. Oh my, episode. how could I?
1: All right, quickly, finish the episode with Ash's pulp.
0: I think we can uh, keep it as uh, the better or the the more sought after tournament between the T20 Blast and the Hundred.
1: Who did what what comp do people prefer? Quite simple. Yep. I'll be interested think, to see that result. Uh, the, I think I am
0: I'm quite keen on uh, knowing what people think uh, because I personally feel that I would or watch the blast no matter how chaotic and how archaic it may be i seem to feel a better connect with that although the, we could do with like a, a more crisp tournament with the more stars coming in a rather in a rather compact format
1: yeah and be i would still say that we think. should
0: have like we should have a division system in blast as, as well that would make it more interesting have, what, have three devs and yep. like only yeah three days and then mm. teams just keep going up and down
1: interesting interesting A lot to ponder people uh get your votes in and we'll discuss that in the next episode okay ash lovely speaking to you as always and look forward to speaking to you in the near future au revoir sir
0: been a pleasure mate been a pleasure mate see you soon